From Coruscant to Tatooine and every planet in between. Star Wars, prototypes and production with your host, David Quinn. It's a trap! Yes, The Force will be with you, always. Whether you're a collector or not, you probably know the story of Star Wars. The first image of a massive Star Destroyer chasing a helpless rebel transport carrying R2-D2, C-3PO, and Princess Leia has seared itself into our imaginations and kicked off more than 40 years of the Skywalker saga. How a young boy named Anakin grew up to become a Jedi Master, then turned to the dark side and transformed into the villainous Darth Vader, only to be redeemed by his son Luke and save the galaxy from the clutches of the evil Empire. For many of us, though, the story behind how the films were created is just as important as the sci-fi fantasy tale we watched on the silver screen. The idea of George Lucas putting pen to paper on a project with the early title The Journal of the Wills, or creating a special effects department that was capable of producing film moments that could have never existed otherwise, or even filming in the arid deserts of Tunisia play a crucial role in our appreciation for the movies we loved as children, and that love has only grown stronger over the decades. It's exciting to be able to peek behind the curtains at times to hear how something we're passionate about came together. The Star Wars movies and series didn't just magically appear one day. Each one was the product of pursuing an idea to its fullest, of time and work, and of care and curiosity. And at its core, each story behind the process begins with someone stepping out in faith, believing that the idea that's in front of them is worthwhile enough to attempt. As collectors, we pore over the details of the pre-production process of the toys, and read about the Kenner and Hasbro years and the employees who worked on the Star Wars lines. But how often have we considered our own story? If you're part of the community, and part of a collecting club, or cosplay troupe, or builder's club, have you ever stopped to think of how that group of people became that group of people? Over the Labor Day weekend, the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club, a New York-based group that consists of over 300 passionate members and some of the most influential and knowledgeable Star Wars collectors in the world, hosted an event called The Annual. The Annual was the brainchild of Empire State member Chris Riley. During the Labor Day weekend of 2018, the club hosted an international collectors event, known as ICE, throughout New York State. ICE meetups are invite-only events that occur every two years, and each one takes place in a different region of the country. Collectors meet up at a central location, and during the weekend, they travel around the particular host state, touring the homes and collections of established collectors, and attending a number of planned activities that revolve around a state's unique offerings. The members of the host state spend thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours of their own money and time to put on a -a once-in-a-lifetime, incredibly memorable event for their fellow collectors. Being a part of the leadership team for last year's New York Ice Weekend gave Chris the confidence to try something new this year. The lessons learned from formulating a meetup of this magnitude caused him to later reflect on its success and to attempt to create a local event that would capture the essence of ice. His goal was to make a localized version of a big event like this, 
minimizing travel, and incorporating the best elements from the various conventions and meetups many of us attend each year. Together with his wife Stephanie, and with Ron Salvatore, Jason Thomas, Pete LaRose, and Yehuda Kleinman, they planned a number of wonderful activities around the Fishkill, New York area. The annual consisted of a meet-and-greet on Friday night in the ballroom of the hotel, a trip to the Stormville flea market Saturday morning, a room sales where collectors could buy, sell, and trade rare and varied Star Wars items late Saturday night, a tour of Ron's impressive and storied collection on Sunday morning, and the weekend would end with a boat cruise in the afternoon and a dinner at a restaurant along the Hudson River in the evening. But the main event was the annual itself, taking place in the hotel ballroom beginning at 3 p.m. on Saturday and going until 10 p.m. During that time, attendees were treated to four panels in which each one focused on a different aspect of collecting and the hobby. Texas's Matt George spoke on his new book, Engineering an Empire, that highlighted some of the Kenner sculptors and employees who brought the Star Wars toys to life. Virginia's Jonathan McElwain hosted a presentation about collecting food-based Star Wars-themed packaging products from around the world. And Duncan Jenkins closed out the night with a visual tour through the Sithsonian, his museum-worthy collection that covers every aspect of the toys, prototypes, media, and collectibles from the past 40 years. I was the fourth presenter for the weekend. Well, actually the first. I was going to open the event, and at the time, I had no idea I would be kicking it off. Ron contacted me a few months earlier and asked if I would be interested in doing a podcast panel at the annual. When I got back into collecting in 2011, I would spend some time each night reading articles written by Ron to learn as much about the hobby as I possibly could, and I remember that a prayer of mine was to one day be able to give back to this community that had blessed me with so much enjoyment and information. When faced with doing something that's outside my comfort zone, like speaking to a group of collectors and friends whom I admire dearly, my first instinct is to tense up and to sidestep the opportunity, or at least become anxious over the idea presented. But this time was different. A prayer I put up years ago was being answered, and I didn't hesitate to say yes. In fact, I decided immediately that I would not go into it with any nervousness whatsoever but would embrace it and would run with it excitedly. The panel would be about 45 minutes, and other than that, there were new guidelines. It took me a while to settle on a topic, but it turns out my first idea was the right one after all. My inclination was to present something that no one else had previously covered that would speak to each person in the room that day, and beyond, as it would eventually become an episode for the podcast. I decided to tell the story of the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club. I myself was fuzzy on the details. I knew the club was founded by Jason Thomas and Tom Quinn in the Albany area at the beginning of the decade, and watching it grow into this exciting and creative group with over 300 members within the past few years was honestly fascinating. And when it comes down to it, the reason for its success is the example set by Tom and Jason, and by those who have an active role in maintaining it and growing it. The values are simple, but they're the bedrock to keeping it together. Friendship is foremost. Honesty and trust and the famed golden rule, treat others as you would want to be treated, are the key. And this zest for life, the idea of running wild with a new crazy idea, keeps everyone looking forward to the next adventure we'll share together. 
However, it doesn't matter if we're traveling across the country to meet up at a Star Wars celebration, which is a Comic-Con for Star Wars, or if we're just having a late-night meal in a diner near somebody's house. It just comes down to the blessing of being able to spend time with our friends. Shortly before the annual, I found myself sitting at a Starbucks near my home, typing the introduction to the presentation I was going to deliver, and I encountered a moment that genuinely surprised me. As I was finishing up the introduction, my eyes welled up with tears, and I felt incredibly foolish. I was sitting in the middle of a busy coffee shop at 9.30 on a Saturday night, and I was embarrassed at how emotional I became writing about my club. It was just an introduction, and the topic was about a club of friends who shared the same interest in Star Wars. But to me, it was much more than that. It was a chance to celebrate something special and to honor some of the people responsible for it. Beginning a few weeks before this, I had constructed an outline of the subtopics I had wanted to cover during the panel, and I decided to split the presentation into four sections. In each section, I would be joined by four other members of the Empire State Club for a discussion about an aspect of the club's history. The first segment would be titled The Founders, with the first half of it being a conversation with Tom and Jason about how they met and in the second half, we would be joined by Sky Payne and Mike Boniface to discuss how the first meetup came together. The second section would be called First Appearances, and Mike Ritter, Lauren, Chris Riley, and Michael Cooper would speak about how they became connected to the group and what their first meetup was like. In the third segment, titled Hosting and Serving, Ed Nagy, Fonz Napolitano, Ron Salvatore, and Tyler Fedigan would share what it's like to open their homes to friends and strangers for meetups. The final segment would be called The Saga Continues, and Tom, Jason, Chris, and Ron would talk about the annual and the future of the club. And I contacted each person with an explanation of what I was planning and why I thought it was important and I asked each one to be a part of the presentation with me. And every single person not only said yes, but probably said yes before they even finished reading my pitch. It was that immediate, and it was overwhelmingly supportive. And I could see from their responses that they understood why sharing our club story could be something special. Their response touched my heart. And while I was surprised at how I felt as I was typing up the introduction and some of the transitions for the panel at that Starbucks, I found it funny. After all, I really didn't expect anyone else to get emotional over the story of a Star Wars club. But they did. And the overall reaction to it blew away any hopes or expectations I had for it. Some attendees from other state clubs approached me after I finished speaking, and they said they wanted to find ways to tell the stories of their clubs. Some left with a newfound appreciation for the club to which they belonged. And many were hearing the Empire State Club story for the very first time, told by those who made something like the annual an amazing way to spend a long holiday weekend. So let's walk down this long hallway and into the ballroom of the Comfort Suites in Fishkill, New York. It's right this way. Here, let me get the door for you. Uh, You could sit anywhere you'd like. Oh, uh, it's almost four o'clock. Time for my panel. There's a cash bar in the back of the room, and there are some hors d'oeuvres on each table. I'm going to take my seat on the dais. I really hope you enjoy the presentation. Here's to something special, and here's to the Empire State Club.
Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, hope you, hopefully you can hear me. Uh, some people said last time that they had a hard time hearing at the back of the room. Uh, it's about 4 o'clock now, so as according to our schedule here, I have Dave Quinn uh, with his podcast, Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Uh, so it's a great podcast. You should check it out if you ever get a chance. Dave's a valued member of the Empire State Collectors Club, so I thought it would be a great opportunity for him to host a podcast when we have this event. We have some seats up here if anybody wants to sit here and, and listen in on this. Uh, it will last about 45 minutes. Uh, no problem if people are chattering in the background, but please try to keep the noise level down so everybody can hear what's going on. Uh, the, the topic of the podcast was Dave's idea, and I'm really happy he had this idea. He's basically going to have uh, the topic on the, of the podcast will be the history of the, the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club from, I guess, conception until currently where we're hosting this annual event. So uh, I'd like to thank David for doing this, and I'm looking forward to hearing it. But with that, I will turn it over to him, and uh, thanks for your attention. Hello, everybody. Okay, tell me if you've heard this old story before. It happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Two would-be heroes who don't see themselves as heroes happened to meet by chance. But we now know it was not by chance. They bonded over a galactic connection. They speak the same language, and together, they are blessed with purpose. Through the mysterious force that seems to guide them, they answer its call, having no idea where it will lead them. But it certainly leads them. And over the course of each scene and each act that follows, their story unfolds to be farther reaching than either of them could ever imagine. And they realize they can do more together than they could by themselves. But their destiny is not a singular one. There are others just like them in surrounding regions with similar ideas and a yearning for adventure, knowledge, and a connection. And as a result, these rebels of goodness pick up a varied band of characters along the way. Some are smugglers, some are patrons from the local cantinas, some are technicians, some are moisture farmers, and some help to run cities with ambitions that reach the clouds. And some have unique and incredible abilities that will only be unlocked during a years-long journey. But they're never doing it alone. Together, they travel to places far beyond their homes, taking part in exploits beyond their planetary dreams to previously unexplored areas and finding friendships that are anchored in trust and in love. And they grow in confidence, in mastery of their gifts, and in the Force. And as a group, a team of brothers and sisters, and with help from creatures great and small from a wide range of regions, they make a name for themselves that rings throughout the galaxy. And that name symbolizes one thing, the greatness that comes from a new hope. And then, amid the yub-nub of celebration, and sitting among the warmth of friends, each rebel-turned-hero looks at those sitting next to them and across from them. They reflect on how they wound up here through a series of chance encounters, and realize they've come too far for it to be merely a series of chance encounters. They think back to the day in which they said yes to their first adventure, and how much they've grown since then. Some have become leaders, some have become masters of the unique gifts they were granted, and each has found a new purpose in life. And in that moment, they realize this group to whom they belong is no longer just a group. It has become a family, ready to welcome the next rebel, and the one after that, and the one after that. 
While we are living in the era of Skywalker, this is more than just another Star Wars story. It is a celebration of the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club, the wonderful people who formed it, and all who make it a meaningful, special community. This is a thank you to every single one of you here and here in spirit. This is the time to look back on how each of us got here, why we're members, why we're growing, and why we all keep coming back year after year. This is, after all, the annual. And this is Star Wars, Prototypes and Production, live from Fishkill, New York. <laughs> Part one, the founders. Whether it's a pod race, a princess with a set of plans, or the pursuit of a Jedi master gone rogue, every story has a beginning. Each of us is a member of the Empire State Collectors Club, but do you know how it was formed or who the founders are? How a humble invitation turned into a group of hundreds? How a series of local meetups expanded throughout New York and now includes members from coast to coast and other continents? Please join me in welcoming Jason Thomas and Tom Quinn to explain the origins of the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club. Hello, Mr. Quinn. David. Hello. Hello, Mr. Mr. Thomas. Quinn. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys for being here. This is a really special time, and, and the reason why I wanted to do this was to celebrate um, all of us, to, to really put together uh, the, the story of how this, how this group came to be, why we're sitting here, and what it means to each person. Uh, so Tom and Jason, if you could just tell us a little bit of, of how you met, because I think it's a fascinating story. Jason, why don't you start off? <laughs> all right. uh, so I was looking for a... Um, safe deposit box. I would, I would go into the South Broadway branch of Adirondack Trust where Tom had his desk and, you know, um, he, had, he had Star Wars figures to keep him company at his desk. Um, so we started talking. So that's actually where our first meetings, I would literally go in there once or twice a week, say what's up, and we would hang out and talk Star Wars in between him meeting with uh, people about checks and so, um, yeah. Jason came in to open a safe deposit box, and I, I said, uh, how large a box do you need? And he goes, large enough to put those little action figures you have on, on your desk, because I have a ton of them. And I said, well, what kind? He goes, exactly the kind that you have right there. <laughs> So in, in talking to him, we figured out that we had both been on Rebel Scum for, for years. Uh, me much more in a lurking capacity, and Jason much more in an active posting capacity. And it just, it, it blew my mind to think that uh, there were actually people that were within my area that were interested in the same thing that I was. Uh, so many of us, when we start collecting, we think that this is a solitary thing. I, I started out uh, going on eBay late at night. You know, my wife's in bed. She can't see how much money I'm spending. Um, so it, that's, that's how it, it started. And, and Jason and I immediately struck up a friendship. And that was the, that was the, the very first, like Jason said, it was the, the first time that we, we had it, uh, an idea that there are other people out there that are, are like us that we can actually connect with. Yeah, and you invited me over to your apartment before you got married there, went over there. And then I, 
I still remember when you uh, you messaged me and said you were going to the auction and there was Turkish board game and then you met this guy Mike Boniface at an auction and he seemed pretty cool and started getting the idea of meeting at Tom's house and maybe it would just be the two of us. Yeah, literally the night before we had our first meeting, I called up Jason. I, I said, Jason, uh, you know, it's very likely that we'll be the only two people at my house. And uh, I was very encouraged by the answer that Jason gave. He goes, that's okay. It's just like sitting at your desk, only it's in your basement this time. Yeah. So, but it, we had food. So that, that was a plus. That was a plus. And they were not alone. Uh, they were joined by two other people who are here today who are going to come up and join them. And that is Sky Payne and Mike Boniface. So if you guys could come up, please. Okay. Welcome, Sky. Thank you for coming Thank up. you. Hello, Mike. Thank you. Um, wonderful to see you. So, uh, so, Mike, if you could just tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you collect, and, uh, and how you came to meet Tom. Well, I met Tom at a local auction. Uh, Star Wars stuff was there, and so we were. Uh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. Um, I collect anything I find cheap. <laughs> uh, vintage, of course, yes. and uh, other toy lines, whatever I find. Uh, just When I met Tom, uh, and I, just, I got to know his character really fast because he... Just at that auction was amazing. There was a few things that came up, and uh, was it I vintage showed, stuff that came up? Yeah, and uh, Tom just bid on a couple of things on my kind of on my behalf, and ended up gifting them to me at the end of the meetup. And I was, and I was like, oh, who is this guy, and why is he so amazing? And uh, just you know, not to say too much about Tom, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we all know him by now, and I definitely felt just like wow, this is an amazing place, and it was just the beginning of something I just never thought could imagine could, could happen. And so do you remember that first meeting? You, you almost didn't come to the meeting because you uh, were sitting at home and going, I don't know if I want to hang out with these dudes. You know? As Tom mentioned, it's a solitary hobby. You know, I would just uh, read the books and study online and learn about the toys and buy them on eBay and think about saying something in an online forum, but everybody was faceless and just nameless and just an online username and uh, just I don't know I can't say enough <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not saying anything but uh, yeah no, just, no that's, that's, a, that's a testament to the, the people yeah. that are up here and the people that are out here as well too and yeah absolutely yeah, so. and uh, we follow by example and, and when, when we have people who set such a beautiful example it's very easy to, to connect like that yeah it's, it's Connections are the unreal part about this hobby. It's just been so awesome to connect with everybody I meet, you know, so. Very cool. And, Sky, if you would share a little bit about who you are and, and how you got into this group. Yeah, so um, several years before this club started, um, actually a long time ago, I went to a meeting of the Ohio Club. And I went there and, like, no one was talking about vintage except for, like, three or four people. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about Gentle Giant. So when I went back to California, I thought, what if we could have a club that was, like, just the people I want to talk to? So I started the, the California club, and then I moved, and I left it with uh, Steve Danley, my friend and co-host. You're supposed to applaud for Steve. Stephen B. Danley. Um, and, and then... Uh, 
And then I, I thought, well, maybe I should try and do this in New York. But I just moved to Rochester, and I didn't really have the energy for it. And the thing is, is that it's really hard to start one of these clubs because people don't want to travel. Like, they say they want to do it, but, like, especially in California, no offense to members of the California club, <laughs> getting people from L.A. to go to San Francisco or San Francisco to go to L.A. is, like, impossible. So when, when Tom first contacted me about this, I knew Jason from the boards. I didn't really know Tom because he's a real lurker. Um, just say something negative about you, Tom, while we all love you so much. Um, and, and so he was like, it would be really great if you could come and we're going to be doing this club. And so I really didn't think it was going to be great. I have to be honest. I didn't think it was going to be great, but I said, I'm going to go all in. And so I made a banner, which is basically the rough draft of what we have now. And I said, I don't care how far away. It was four hours away. And I knew it was just going to be me and like two other people. But I'm like, this is how we have to start. And this is how we have to get people here. And to, I think, Tom and Jason's credit, the way they run the club, uh, how with it they are, like how on top of it getting people invited. Um, it was pretty clear, even though the first meeting was just the four of us, uh, I actually felt positive at the end of it, like this is going to work. Is that how you remember it, Tom? Well, it, I was very happy that you came because I was going to steal every idea that you had for the California club. That was my idea. At the time, I believe the California club had 40 members in it. And my goal was to someday reach that 40 people mark as I look at just about 80 people in the room right here. So, um, you know, I, I just wanted to steal ideas. So I was glad you showed up. But, 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 but Sky drove five hours that night, and Mike came and met people that, that he didn't know. And, and that was the start of things. And, and the thing that I took away from, from that night is that I made friends that night. That was, that was the key, that, that I wanted these guys best, and they wanted each other's best. That we, we had decided in, in some strange way that we wanted to to actually encourage one another in the hobby as opposed to be um, oh I'm gonna get this before you do I think that was that was something that we decided from that point on that we wanted to we wanted to really focus on yeah. and that's where we all we all learned about Mike's secret skill which he doesn't talk about very often but anybody in the world, if they give him a Princess Leia with the hair, like the buns out, he will take an hour out of his day and perfectly roll them back together. It, like, it was worth the that whole trip. That is a trip. gift. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah, yeah. As, I've never Gotta seen be this good before. Something. This man is a genius. I can't believe yeah. it. So that, cool. was, that was the takeaway from the first trip. Like, this is a good club, and I know a guy who does that. So. <laughs> and, Mike, how was it for you? Oh, Leia's always great to me. <laughs> no, no. The, the <laughs> um, and how was the first meetup for you? Oh, that. <laughs> I remember a picture of Mike where he had all of his card backs from when you were a kid, right? And they had the bubbles attached, right? You used a razor blade. And, you know, he's just, he had had a few beers and he's laying with the, the card backs all around his head. So, very cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it, was, it was such a, uh, cool experience. You know, I, 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 like I was starting to say earlier about being a solitary hobby, I didn't know if I wanted to meet other toy collectors. I didn't want to know any of you guys because I just had these visions of, like, people that, you know, collected toys. But it's just... <laughs> so it turns out that you're all pretty all right, you know? <laughs> so I like that. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it's not, it, it's not an intimidating thing or, a, you know... Well, it was an intimidating thing to do, mm -hmm. but, like, it turns out pretty good.
I don't know. I'm not a man of words. Can you tell? Uh, Jason, I'm writing sometimes. I'm all right. I read, I read on, on the original post that um, I think Tom had posted that you were going to showcase your Zuckus collection. Um, yeah, I brought some Zuckus things. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that first meeting ended up being more, you know, it's, it's overwhelming. You don't really know how a meeting is going to go, uh, what you're supposed to do. I'd never been to a meeting to hang out with anybody else but Tom, you know? So. Um, so yeah, it was it was great to hang out and you know the flag that Sky made, uh, you know, just blew me away that first night, and the idea that we would all sign it when we met up, and the idea that there would be more meetups and other people, you know, was was great. It was great. And Sky, why did you why did you how did you come up with the idea for the flag, and why did you craft the flag? Well, I, I ripped off uh, the idea from the California Club. So uh, when, when we made the California Club, we had like, well, it was going to be Chewbacca walking like the California bear, but that looked dumb. So my brother Bart made a, made a do-back. And so I just went to Kinko's, uh, FedEx, whatever, and, and made a flag of that. And we just started signing it at the California Club. Um, but so I just sort of thought, well, we'll do the same thing here. And it was kind of like an act of faith because at the time, like, you can see pictures of the first meeting, like the four signatures. Like we signed it really big because it was like this is not going to get filled up. But just kind of the idea, like it was an aspirational idea. Like if we make it as though we're a real thing, we'll be a real thing. Because um, here we are, we're like a super real thing. Yeah. Were you were you working on the podcast at the time, or did that come? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was just early on in the podcast. Um, I sort of like my my big fear about the club was that like, I really wanted to connect like, us to the people in New York City. And I think that's sort of, I think you'll ho hopefully get to that later, but there's like this whole crew of people in New York City who've known each other forever, and like, if we could somehow get them all together, and I, don't, I think I thought the flag would help. I don't know if it did, actually. I think it was all just Tom's work, but yeah. I would say it helped. I think that's, yeah. that's cool, okay. Uh, and then what were, once you were all together, what were some of those local club events like for the next few years? Well, what we try to do is, uh, for our club events, I, when, you, when you're a guy and you're intimidated by going to another guy's basement to look at his toys, <laughs> what we decided to do is, is make an event. So what we would do is, when we would advertise on, on Rebel Scum about a, a meetup, is we would always put that so-and-so was going to be there to do a talk or a demonstration, or it, it, it was an event. Because as, as mostly uh, guys, collectors, we, we gravitate toward, towards events. If people ask you to go to the World Series or the Super Bowl or uh, something, it's gotta be an event, because that's what guys do. They don't get together for coffee. So we really tried to, to make each meetup an event it, because we wanted to give the feeling that if you miss this meetup, you missed an event. So it, we created this, this excitement as to what might be, go on at our, our meetups. And Jason was the, was the first event. Uh, we got to see all these Polish variants that, uh, <laughs> that I had honestly never really seen that many before. So, well, no one has. Yeah, so... I, I was given a bootleg uh, Star Wars figure case by my aunt back in like 1980 or 81, and she got, had got it, gotten it at a, um, uh, at a lawn sale. 
and I wouldn't show my friends because I didn't know how to explain that Vader had um, a dress, and uh, and it was just you know Star World, and, it, and it, I was fascinated by it. But when I met Tom, he actually collected other bootleg cases, so then I got really into it. Right? So um, should I slide yeah. into? So when we went to Celebration Anaheim, Tom and I, it was it was a great celebration. We had a great time, and then there was. Um, to go directly to the story. So we were on the second level. It was that it's where everybody is trading patches and everything and swag. And there was Mark uh, Miller, our buddy, in between us, and Tom was to the right. And uh, Chris Jorgulius walks up to me because yeah, I had a bootleg case uh, sitting there. And he's like, you like bootleg cases? And said, yeah, he's like, well, what do you have? And so I'm telling him, and I'm going through it, and he said, do you have the 48-figure case, you know, Star World case? And I said, yeah, I, I was lucky. I found one for me. I got one for Tom, and um, I, have, I found three. And he said, what? You know, it's like, well, I have a buddy, Ron Salvatore, who um, he needs one. I'll, I'll put you guys in the contact, uh, in touch with each other. And... Uh, um, <laughs> And uh, so, of course, uh, Chris, Chris is there, and he says, but uh, do, you have, uh, do you have this case, or do you have that case? And he said, well, I bet you don't have the silver case. And so uh, um, he still hasn't sent me the picture he promised me. So. Yeah, we're, wait, we're waiting for that, Chris. <laughs> In any event, after celebration, Ron contacted me and uh, mailed it down to him. And then Ron was having a meetup at his house, and uh, Micro Rob and I had known each other through Archive Party Project. Um, the first one was a Digby. So um, he, he, Ron gave me, or I'm sorry, Micro Rob gave me a good recommendation. And, and Ron said, "Well, you can bring one friend down." And, and Tom was like, oh, I, "I really want to go, but what our friends here in Albany in this area, they're going to think we're elitist, and we're not inviting anybody else." But I got to sleep on the futon and Ron's uh, collecting area. We did that, that was great. Then months later we went to, down to go to the New Jersey toy show uh, and we were allowed to bring one more friend. To, uh, <laughs> so, and we brought Mike Boniface and, um, uh, and uh, yeah, Mike, Mike was very excited. He really liked uh, Ron's bathroom, so. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out good. Yeah, it worked yeah. out really well, so. Um, and then after that, I think Ron, he's like, I want to do RonCon, right? Am I jumping? Here? Well, I'm, I'm going to let David take over in a second here. But the, the one thing that was, was in between all this, and, and it's something that Sky alluded to, is that in order for us to become a statewide club, I didn't know anybody uh, south of Poughkeepsie at that point. But there's a guy here standing right over there named Mike Ritter who understood, even before we had a club, the power of relationships. So he had actually formed friendships that are some of now my best friends in the club. So Mike, this is in large part due to the hard work that you did before there ever was an Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club. This is on you. I, I don't know if you remember this, but in the first meeting, like. I was like, listen, guys, you know, I've been around a long time. I know a lot of these guys. You got to get Ritter. Like, like, seriously, like, I knew he was the linchpin to the whole thing. 
the whole club. You actually said that he had tried for years and it just hadn't. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he's coming up next, so we got him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so here you go. This is the, this is the, the first meetup uh, group. And then, of course, as you can see, it, it started to expand from there. And we're going to actually now you know, further tell that, that story. So thank you to each person who came up here. <laughs> to Sky, to Jason, to Tom, and to Mike. Appreciate it. Um, when we look back on the days of our lives that stand out as the magical, life-changing ones, there always seems to be some weird visual detail that stands out. It might be the color of someone's shirt, the way the moon hung in the sky that particular night, or something as varied as a series of movements by someone in the distance. For me, it was a white door. My first Star Wars collectors-themed meetup happened in July of 2017. After years of collecting on my own, I came up to this area to visit the home of our good friend Ron Salvatore for RonCon 2. I was invited as a guest of Pete LaRose, and after a wonderful experience meeting other collectors earlier that year at Celebration Orlando, I was so excited to attend my first local meetup. And every time I think back to that day, the image of Ron's white front door crosses my mind. As a door, it's one of the least intimidating ones I've ever seen. In fact, it's a pretty basic front door with a knocker and a knob, and that's really it. But as I, I remember following Pete up to it and pausing for a second in front of it as my stomach lurched and tightened, what if no one talks to me? What if everyone knows each other so well that there's no room for me to fit in and to be part of a conversation or a joke? And what if I really don't belong here? Those were questions at that moment that raced through my mind. I knew I had to make a choice at that moment. Either I take a chance and I cross the threshold into Ron's home and see what happens, or I turn around and I run as fast as I can into the adjacent woods and hide there for a few hours until the sun goes down and I can sneak back to my car and drive off in the cover of night. It sounds silly, but that's how irrational our minds can be. But at the same time, we fear being alone in the midst of a group, and that's always a real possibility. But not with this group. The moment I walked in and nervously looked around, already overwhelmed by the amount of people, posters, and sandwich trays in Ron's living room, I was greeted by Tyler Fedigan. This Wookiee of a human being and I <laughs> met back at the room sales at Celebration Orlando. I, we're about the same height, so I, I heard you laugh over there. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't in the living room, though, for more than 10 seconds when he came over to me and he gave me a huge hug. And just like that, all nervousness subsided, and I quietly became a member of the Empire. And as I left that night, after having one of the best days of my collecting life, I received a handshake and a hug from each person there. All of this may sound exaggerated and silly, but those simple hugs really changed my life. I don't know if I would have ever done a podcast or if my passion for collecting would be burning as brightly as it is now, and I certainly wouldn't be here speaking in front of you today. So here's to all of you. And here are Mike Ritter, Lauren, Chris Riley, and Michael Cooper to continue this story and to explain how they became members of this amazing group. Hello. 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 And hello. What's going on? <laughs> um, Hiya. Okay, so uh, as, as they were alluding to before here on the panel, uh, Mr. Ritter, uh, if you would like to just kind of explain how you had started uh, a group, as you said, unofficially, and, and had started to, to make connections through the, uh, the, the hobby long before we, we actually had an Empire State Collectors Club. Hey, Steph, can you get Bella, please? <laughs> Steph, your dog. Thanks. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> First, I'd like to say thanks, everybody, for coming out and making this such a impressive event already to start. Um, 
basically my story is Celebration 3 was my first celebration. I had been collecting privately on the internet by myself, and that was it. I made a couple of deals, and I wound up meeting some people at Celebration 3. One of them turned out to be this strange guy with a long ponytail. A few of us may know. It's John Alvarez. And he, he's like, oh, you're from Long Island. I'm from New Jersey. We should get up and uh, meet up once in a while. Okay, sure. You know, here I am thinking, never going to happen. But with his encouragement, he's like, you know, let's get something started. Let's start a group. I'm like, okay, have some fun, and, and you start it, and I'll give you a hand. No. He said, me, uh, for me to run it. And with that, you know, we had a couple of people around the local area. Uh, I know Ron was part of that group, and uh, like Ron Avatea, uh, Joe Glacius, just friends of ours. And we kind of started the Metro New York Collector Club. And, you know, it wasn't anything official, just that started it on Facebook. And it was a way for us to say, hey, there's a big Apple Comic Con coming up. Do anybody want to get together? We can do dinner. Um, you know, or something else is coming on. Nothing special. But most of it was all done Rebel Scum, and it was then, you know, big events would show up, either Big Apple Comic Con or New York Comic Con, and we'd pick up a few people. I'd post on Rebel Scum, hey, if anybody wants to join us, come and join us. I remember one year, this guy I met, now he's one of my best friends, Yehuda Kleinman, showed up. Next year, this guy, Ed Nagy, shows up. And just slowly and surely, we've built up uh, that little group. And it was a nice little cohesive group down here. Nothing official, nothing, uh, you know, no events, no uh, meetups, whatever. And that, that was basically what we had. And then, and Sky and Tom kind of alluded to it, you know, on Rebel Scum, Tom posted that he was starting up the Empire State Club. And he reached out to me via PM and said, hey, listen, we'd like you to kind of come along and join us. And I know Sky said it before, and I'll tell you right now, I didn't think it was going to work. New York is a big state. you got to figure it's nine hours from Long Island to uh, Buffalo. That's a w big distance for people to travel. I'm like, people aren't going to travel that far. But I'm like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. I'll bring my guys along. You know, we'll I'll get them all together, and we'll kind of join up, and let's see what happens. Tom had his couple of meetups, uh, meet, uh, and I missed the first couple, and then I finally showed up, and it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, this works. This is good. And since then, you see what we've done you know, since this club has really started, you know, we've put on some world-class events. We've traveled. We've done Rancho Obi-Wan tour. Uh, a few of us just came back just from uh, Skywalker Ranch uh, this past weekend. You know, and all this wouldn't have happened without this club. Absolutely. You know, we've raised several thousand dollars for several different charities through different auctions that we've had at our different events. And, you know, it's... It's not the club, it's the people that makes this thing so special. It's, it's a good group, and I'm proud to be part of it. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. That's awesome. Very awesome. Uh, 
And uh, an example of someone who is absolutely wonderful uh, and a part of this group is, is Lauren Trin, who's sitting next to me as well, too. And uh, Thank you. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, so um, Lauren, when I started coming, she was one of the, you were one of the first people that, that I saw consistently, uh, which I thought has been really cool. And, and uh, what was it like for you? How did you get to meet uh, Tom and, and, and Jason and, and company and, and start attending these events? So I met Tom at Albany Comic Con with Jason and Tyler. And uh, a mutual friend introduced us and said, hey, you might like this guy because he likes Star Wars. And so I met Tom most amazing guy. As everybody says, it's true. Um, but he was just so nice and welcoming. And then uh, he, you know, he introduced me to everybody else in the club and told me I should go to Tyler's house for a meetup. And then that's where I met everybody else. And it was terrifying, but it was, I, I made the best decision by going to that, that meetup. So. When did you know that you were going to come back? How do you how do you mean? Like when when like after, after Tyler's your, house? After Tyler's okay. house, when were you like I'm I'm in, I'm now going to come to every single event I possibly can? Almost as soon as I walked in Tyler's door. Because I was so nervous. I almost didn't go because I was so nervous. There was all these people who I had no idea who they were. And being I think the only girl at the time, I was just so intimidated. Because you know, what other girl likes Star Wars? There are others <laughs> now. But I was, I, I had no idea that this many people were into what I was into. Mm -hmm. And I walked in the door. Everybody was incredibly welcoming. And it just, I knew right then that this is what I wanted to be a part of. So. Very nice. Okay. And Chris, uh, this Hey, was, Dave. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for, uh, Thanks for coming. making this happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you and I had spoken earlier, and you have a, uh, for me, it was a pretty surprising story to hear about uh, your first, your first uh, appearance and your first meetup. I don't know, man. I'm just a garden variety, so pretty much everything, like what everybody was saying is like, so what's the question? <laughs> um, so what, you, you, you had kind of shared a little with me about what your first meetup was like. Um, oh, first meetup. Well, we you know, it's... Uh, so my first meetup was pretty cool because I was collecting in like with the, in the dark for a few years and uh, just you know and all that kind of stuff which was kind of like I guess now horrible but uh, so I was introduced to this club by John Paul who's not here John J P Ragusa and he's local to me which is actually an interesting story that I want to know because it's funny because he was like my f the first friend collecting friend I made because I was on the Imperial Gunnery Forum. And I was like, you know, I found my way onto that forum, not Rebel Scum, because I, could, I was learning how to do the weapons and shit. But uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I got, this, I got this note that said, hey, my son Frankie is in the hospital, and I think it would be really cool if anybody could just drop a letter in the mail or a postcard and just say, hi, Frankie, because it would be cool if he gets mail from around the world. I'm like, I could do that. You know, and like, I'm just driving to work, I'll just set, throw something in the mail. And I'm looking, it's pulling. So you guys were just in polling and stuff like that, and we're, I work here in Fishkill, and uh, so it was like, oh, so then he like, reached out to me, he's, you know, blah, 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 and blah, blah, and then the next thing we're splitting lots and stuff like that, and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, he come up to a meetup uh, up at Tyler's, and I couldn't make it. Um, there was some family stuff going on, I couldn't go up there. So next time then, 
uh, Tom started messaging me like, hey, come in, come, you know, come up. And so I went up there. And I was like, all right, I'll go up there. Didn't know anybody I was going up there to see. And I remember driving up to Schenectady, and I literally drove past the house, and I turned around, called my wife a couple times. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is like, crazy. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, like go knock on somebody's terror. door. Like, I'm here to like, play with Star Wars or something. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, you know, and I, I knocked on the door just very quickly, and Tom's wife, Corey, answered. And it was the biggest smile. Like, I was so nervous. I haven't felt, honestly, like, I haven't felt that nervous since I was like a kid. You know, and I was like, and then it was so, she just, her biggest smile opens the door, said, come in. And I remember walking into Tom's Cape, it's like, you know, this lovely little Cape Cod, and going into the kitchen and seeing Fonz there with just like a beast with a bottle of Grey Goose <laughs> right in front of him. And he's just like, what's up, bro? You know, and I went downstairs, the next guy I saw was Michael Cooper, you know, and he was right there. And then it was cool, and I, we connected. I think it was Mike's first time. Was it your first time? Or, uh, it was my first time at Tom's house. At Tom's house, sorry, yeah. cool. But it was, like, it was really fun. And then the rest is really, uh, that's it, man. It was just like, you know, like I said, a garden variety, same stuff. And I'm just really happy. Now it's not about, like, my whole perspective has kind of changed. And what's important to me now is what we're doing here and all that stuff. So it's just, you know, I don't want to take up too much time. But thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And Michael, your, your, uh, if you would share your story. Yeah, um, so, like, I'm, I'm sure some of you are or were. Um, I was a lurker on Rebel Scum, and one day I saw that there was a, uh, a post on Rebel Scum from some weirdo named Micro Rob, Rob Amatia. And my deep, dark secret is I'm not from New York. I live in New Haven, Connecticut. And, um, <laughs> well, Hamden, Connecticut, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a, an adjacent, yeah, there are great pizza in New Haven. We're famous for it. Um, there's an adjacent group, um, the uh, Northeast Star Wars Collectors Club, which was, uh, I, I believe, started by Jared Clark and John Peck and Micro Rob, who are not here. They should be, but they're not. Um, and Micro Rob had a, a, a very small meetup at his house. And it turns out Micro Rob lives 15, 20 minutes from me in Connecticut. And um, just to share the same experience, I, too, was nervous almost drove away, but uh, that's where I met uh, Tom, who is I, like my gateway into all this craziness. Um, and I met Sky and uh, Ron, I think you were there, and I met Yehuda, and all these really cool people who um, were just beyond generous with just like their personalities and their knowledge and everything. And I also want to add that I had been listening to um, Steve and Sky on the Kivecast that um, not to get all like like sappy or anything, but like I was going through like, a really dark period of my life, and I was listening. The first podcast I ever listened to was the Kivecast, and it rekindled my interest in toys and Star Wars, and it like just I dove into the hobby. And to when I finally met like Sky and Steve and everybody, I was just it, it was weird. There, it's, I don't want to say starstruck, but I'm like the like the, the the people who I've been listening to and like you know informing me about all like toys and everything like I'm friends with now. I call them my friends. And then there um, there was a I, I forgot how this happened, but I just around the time the Force Awakens came out, um, Sky maybe you messaged me. You invited me to Yehuda's house um, um, during that time, and that was like really kind of scary because like. I didn't know anyone besides Sky. Tom Quinn was going to be there, but he didn't show up. And so I'm just like sitting up in uh, Yehuda's collection room with like, um, you know, warm and fuzzy John Alvarez, who like the first thing he says to me is, uh, 
so what's your deal? You know, something like that. <laughs> I'm like, hi, I collect Star Wars guys. Um, and then, and, and it just like snowballed from there. Then the next meetup I went to was at Tom Quinn's house where I met Chris Riley. And like, the bottom line here is the people that I met through this club are genuinely my friends. When my kids were born, I lost count of the gifts I received. And, uh, you know, Chris and his wife, they come visit us uh, pretty regularly. Tom Quinn drove all the way down from, uh, from Schenectady to go see The Last Jedi with me. So that uh, right there is uh, <laughs> a testament of a true friend. So I asked them today if they would come up and, and well, I asked them a few weeks ago if they would do this this part, well, which I titled First Appearances, um, because I think it's really important to hear this part of the story, uh, that you know sometimes it is intimidating to come into a group. You never know what you're going to expect, and especially because this is going to be a, a podcast that's going to go out to people who either aren't familiar or aren't part of a club, um, that hopefully it will reach people and that they will gain the confidence or that they, they will be excited to, to come out and to try something like this, that it's not really an intimidating thing and that um, what we have here is really beautiful and it's really rare, you know? And, and, um, and I say that meaning not our club specifically, but just Star Wars clubs throughout the, the country are, are like this and uh, they can be really special places as well too. Um, so uh, if, if you guys wouldn't mind, if you would just uh, maybe briefly share Thanks, one, one thing that, you just, um, that you'd want to say to somebody who might be interested in possibly joining uh, our group. One thing, um, welcome. Uh, it, fantastic people are in this room. Uh, they'll, they'll make you feel welcome. <laughs> Well, it's actually kind of related to what you just said. I've noticed on Long Island that, you know, during like the Fourth Friday events, there'll be hundreds, if not thousands, of collectors lining up to buy Star Wars toys. And I've tried to get more people involved as far as joining the club. Mm -hmm. And we have our local meetups. We'll have four, five, six guys. We're not that scary. Come out and join us. You know, this is a great group of people, and, you know, there's a lot more Star Wars fans out there that aren't a member of this club that, if you're out there, like I said, search us out and come, come and see us because it's a heck of a club. Absolutely. And very nicely said, and beautifully said before, too. That was gorgeous. Uh, if you could add something. Yeah. So on. I would just say, if anybody's intimidated, just get over it, because it's really, it's one of the best things I've ever been a part of, and... I've just made such incredible connections and everybody here is my family now. And it's just, to me, Star Wars kind of comes second with things like this. And I just, I come here more for, to see my friends, so. And Chris, if you would just like to end with, uh, with something that you would share. <laughs> Tell the difference back. between a 65A and again. a 65B. <laughs> <laughs> he got, no. Tip your bartender, Jess, she's really well. All right. <laughs> So thank you. <laughs> okay. Give a round of applause, please. So while on a path to becoming a Jedi, Luke Skywalker encountered two masters of the Force, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda. After meeting Luke, Obi-Wan and Yoda did the exact same thing with the young man. They invited him into their respective homes to share a meal, to speak with him, to get to know him, and to build a bond. Those bonds played a crucial part in shaping Luke into the person in Jedi Knight he would eventually become.
In a similar way, a number of Empire State Club members have invited us into their homes to see their incredible and storied collections, to eat and drink with them, and to spend time with friends we know and with those we would soon become friends with. To make life exciting and memorable with experiences found only in our hobby, as, uh, and only in a, in a hobby as deep and as rich as ours. They have raised the bar on what this club could be, simply by welcoming us into their homes and into their lives. And whether they realize it or not, each has led by example, by hosting and by serving. And from this immense act of kindness comes a mutual trust and respect. Here's a sampling of some of the gracious hosts who have opened their homes to us and what it's like to host a meetup at the Empire State. Please welcome Ed Nagy, Fonz Napolitano, Tyler Fedigan, and Ron Salvatore. Hello, Ron. Hey, Dave. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for doing this. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. Well. Hello, Fonz. Hello, hello. Fonz! <laughs> hello, Tyler. What's up? And hello, Ed. Hello. Okay, so uh, if you guys could just quickly introduce yourselves uh, and explain, uh, please mention the, the New York area where you're from and describe what a meetup is like at your place. And if it has a name as well. Uh, first of all, I didn't realize that you were so scared of my door that you ran into the woods, almost ran into the woods. Your woods is very I mean, inviting. <laughs> all right, well, I'm sorry to, sorry to hear that. But uh, so, uh, my name is Ron Salvatore. Uh, I uh, live in New Windsor, New York, which is just about 15, 20 minutes away. Uh, hey, guys, Tyler Fedigan. Um, my wife, Jay Quellen, and I are from the Saratoga Springs area. And we try to do a yearly event called Return of the Fedai. I'm uh, Fonz Napolitano. I'm from Syracuse, New York. I do FonzCon. We're on our second FonzCon, soon to be our third FonzCon. And my parties are all about drinking and having a good time. <laughs> it is less Star Wars and more of a party. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Edward Nagy. And, uh, I live in Queens, which is probably about 75, 80 miles from here, so. Okay. Um, and Ed, what is it like to host a, a, a meetup and to have people that you know and don't know uh, come to your house to see your collection? Um, as far as meetups are concerned, I, I'm from New York City, so I'm born and raised, and uh, when you know Times Square, like the way I know Times Square, it's, it, you didn't have people come to your house, and I remember when I first signed on to Rebel Scum, the only area uh, that was close to me was Long Island. And the one person that connected to me was Mike Ritter. And, uh, oh, you're in New York, I'm in New York too. And then a few other people started talking and it was like, so uh, when can we come to your house? I don't know any of you people, <laughs> so none of you will come to my house. <laughs> that was my mentality. <laughs> um, in and out of the hobby, you know, just more of an individualist. I would go to conventions. I go to, you know, um, something either something big, something small, and pick up a few pieces here and there. And then eBay would come along, and then that was really sheltered me, just to where I could just build my collection and not have to deal with anybody. <clears throat> and um, and then I got introduced to the Empire Club. And uh, well, prior to that, we had a couple of meetups at New York Comic Con, which was once a year. Um, I would notice that people would say, hey, you know, we're, going to go to, we're all going to go to New York Comic Con, we're going to do whatever we're going to do, and then afterwards we'll go to dinner. And I saw, I was like, well, I'll just look at the address and just show up. 
and introduced myself to a few people. That's how I met Yehuda, Mike Ritter, Ron Salvatore, and a few others. And um, fast forward to the Empire Club, and I said, oh, I remember these people, and I remember these people. And again, Mike Ritter introduced me to the club, got me in there, and I started talking to a few people. And then uh, uh, I went to Yehuda's place two years ago in January, and I figured, I saw there was going to be a lot of people, a lot of people I had never seen before. I don't know who they are. They don't know who I am. And I figured, if I don't like anybody, and everybody doesn't like me, at least I have one person <laughs> that I'll know. And it turned out to be, you know, I've met so many good people and had a good time. And, uh, and then Fonz had a thing at his place. And then Michael Rob, he had a gathering at his place. And I remember everybody sitting at, the, at a table right by the front door. Everybody's having a conversation. I walked in, and they just stopped and looked at me. And they just went about their business. And then after that, I was like, well, hell, I could do this. <laughs> so I put a date out there. And of course, worried, am I going to have enough food? Am I going to have enough drinks? Is there going to be enough room? I don't have that much space. Is my collection going to be impressive enough? And uh, probably about 15, 20 people showed up. And everybody, as far as I'm concerned, had a good time. I had a great time. and. Uh, it was a lot of fun. People came. He, my friend Fonz here came all the way from Syracuse, crashed at a hotel. We drank the, uh, the moonshine. Grand drank the moonshine. <laughs> and, uh, and that was it. So, you know, it, it really encourages that, you know, you meet people and you have a good time. And then you, you kind of you open yourself up. And because, you know, we all come from different walks of life, whether whatever you do for a living or if you're retired or whatever. But the one thing that all bonds us together is it's the hobby. So, and the passion. Yeah, absolutely. That's my story. Very nice. And, and Fonz, what would be your story? What was it like for you to do Fonz? What, what, what made you want to do FonzCon in the first well, place? I'll tell you exactly what made me want to do FonzCon. So, <laughs> I have always had a Star Wars room in my house. I had a Star Wars room in my house growing up. I had a Star Wars room in my first apartment. I had a Star Wars room. So I would host meetups, but they were with people that didn't give a about Star Wars. And, you know, I'd be like, oh. This Podcast is, is now PG-13, so thank you. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So, you know, people would come to my house, and they'd be like, I'd be like, hey, look, look, look at this. I just got a vinyl cape jowl. I'm in on card. Oh, that's nice. You know, nobody cared. And I, I, this, this took place in college, too, because I used to buy, I used to go to a, toy shop by my college and I with all baseball players and and they didn't care about Star Wars but I would I would buy it and bring it home and I spent my student loan money mostly on vintage Star Wars stuff and uh, um, I would show them what I bought and people think oh I like Star Wars I remember that yeah I really liked Boba Feet you know and uh, um, so the reason why I wanted to host a, a party is because I spent my life talking to people about my Star Wars toys, and they didn't have any really, they didn't really care about it. I mean, they knew Star Wars. So when I met Tom and Jason and Sky and Mike, it was, I, I couldn't wait to host my first Star Wars uh, meetup because I could actually talk to people that appreciated it and understood what I was saying and, and loved it just as much as I did. So. I think that's why I really love hosting these meetups because I love talking to people about it, but for my, most of my life I've spent talking to people that 
didn't know what I was talking about or really didn't care or just kind of humored me. Or I actually had one girl that I was dating come and say, so you could take me on like a European vacation for that for that <laughs> vinyl Cape Jawa? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah, no. yeah, you know, this will be the last time I'll see you, you know. <laughs> so, um, but but yeah, I think that's what the meetups are for me is is uh, is uh, just being. Uh, I, I like to have parties at my house. Our house is set up for parties, and I like to talk to people that love Star Wars just as much as I do. Thank you, Fonz. And Ron, so uh, what do you see as the, the value in sharing your collection with others? And, and why did you decide to host people at your home? Oh, geez. Um, uh, well, the value of sharing it is, I mean, what's the point of having all this stuff if you're not going to share it with people who understand it? You know, like Fon says, you know, there's plenty of people out there who don't understand it. Uh, the people who do understand it are the ones you'd want to share it with. Uh, I think pretty much everyone in this room has put a lot of effort into their collecting. Uh, some of them have also put a lot of effort into the displaying and contextualizing their stuff. So, I mean, if you're not going to show people uh, that and share it with them and allow them to enjoy it, you know, really, what's the point? You know, you're just sitting there by yourself looking at it. Uh, well, you can do that, but it's just, it's a little bit lonely. So I think there's a lot of value in inviting people in and letting them take a look. And Tyler, so you, you've also hosted, um, what made you want to host and to bring people into, into your home? Um, well, I wanted to bring people over because, uh, I mean, like, like most of these stories go, I was collecting in the dark for many years, um, all alone. I uh, got swept up into the club, started meeting a few people, met Jason, met Tom, met Mike Boniface. He came over, did the Leia Bun thing on my, on my Leia figure. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to give back. I wanted to, you know, and, and I have a humble collection, so it wasn't like I could repay, you know, people were filling these huge gaps in my collection. I've been collecting since the 80s, and all of a sudden the, the gaps were filling in, and I didn't have anything to give back. Tom Quinn said he was trying to get some meats together. I'm like, that's, that's great. I'll talk to the missus. Well, and she's been the backbone behind these meats. Anything that's ever cool that's happened at our house has been my wife, Jay Quellen. Uh, so we started throwing this, these meets together, but we saw the, the RSVP list growing, and we were like, who are these people? I'm like, I don't know. I think they're, they're friends of Tom's, I guess. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And then, uh, so Tom showed up early, like a kid on Christmas, super excited, and uh, he just said, uh, yeah, I can't wait to meet some of these guys. And I'm like, oh, you don't know who these people are. And I thought, okay. And I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, my... Home address is out on the internet, and there's a guy named Fonz coming to my house right now. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Um, but uh, obviously, you know at the end of that story, I wouldn't have it any other way. Fonz is a great friend. I've met so many amazing friends in this hobby, so um, I'm grateful that it all came about the way that, that it did, and I got to meet, meet all these guys. Wonderful. So a big round of applause for everyone up here. Thank you, Thank you all very much. Thanks. Um, and, uh, and so to end it, we have, the last section is called uh, uh, the, the Saga Continues. Uh, it's, it's been 36 years since Return of the Jedi ended with the celebration on Endor, but the Star Wars story is far from finished. There have been so many books, films, and TV series covering the world created by George Lucas. And as we've seen with the previews for The Mandalorian, the final season of The Clone Wars, the upcoming Cassian Andor series, the newly announced Obi-Wan Disney Plus show, and the long-awaited Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker film. There are many more tales to be told. So now I'd like to bring Tom, Jason, Chris, and Ron back up to talk about why they did the annual and where the club is going from here. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
Love it. So again, thank you all for, for listening to this. This is, uh, this is just something really special because we, we, we get very few chances to celebrate a group like this. And we only come together you know, a few times a year. So this is always a blessing. Um, so uh, Chris, if you can discuss how and why you came up with the idea for the annual. I, uh, you look surprised that you're up here and that you're talking. No, no, it's fine. We're just getting really tight on time and yes, stuff. I'm sorry. trying to be conscious. Yes, no, no, no need to apologize. It's cool. Um, it, uh, the idea for the annual, because you know, one thing is like, what, like you see, you hear everybody saying is like, these meetups go and the meetups are growing, 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 and people are really generous and bringing people in the house, and we want to like encourage more people to come. And so the real uh, feeling factor behind this was like, you know, this is kind of a place where you can encourage people that are, you know, you don't, haven't been in the house or just thinking about jumping in and stuff like that, you know, come to a, something like this here, you know, and you can, uh, uh, it's a good introduction and then, you know, because we're growing so much, we can't fit everybody in the house. And like, I live right up the road and it's like, I couldn't fit all these people in my house and so, here we are. Especially so, people awesome. that are coming from far away as well So it's too. just like, yeah, it was just kind of like, like that, dude, I don't know, if, yeah. Okay. Thanks. And Ron, what were some of the challenges in, in planning something as big as this? And did your experience with any of the international collecting events help uh, uh, you to, to structure something like this? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we hosted a bunch of people out here in New York last year, and the club was pretty involved with that, right? So uh, this, some of the planning involved in this was definitely built off of that. You know, I think Chris, really, this was a Chris and Steph Riley idea. You know, they wanted to host something in a hall uh, where we could have a bunch of people and, and do some things. And it was, uh, I think the multi-day aspect of it maybe was kind of came out of some other events that have happened. Like, well, hey, people are coming out. Let's uh, let's try to do more than one day, especially on a holiday weekend, and have an act one big day and then maybe uh, some activities the day following that. Uh, and it's also just kind of a, a celebration of clubs in general. So we wanted to invite friends and, and folks from clubs that we've uh, interacted with, and hopefully, uh, obviously, we have some great turnout from all those folks. So I think it's it's been a great idea. So I, I thank Chris and Steph for really coming up with it. Absolutely. Yeah, the reason we did multi-day uh, event is because we can drink more. <laughs> we have a hotel right here. We don't have to drive. We can crash right here. So, And a quick round of applause for, for Steph Riley as well, too, because... One of the driving forces of this whole thing, and uh, absolutely. Uh, and so, Tom, just to conclude, um, what looking at the scope and the vision behind the annual, uh, how did you feel as it as it all came together? And, and then, if you just want to briefly uh, mention kind of what what the the upcoming year looks like or anything planned ahead. Well, David, I, I'd be a liar if I told you when we were sitting in our basement during the first meeting that uh, I ever thought I'd be sitting in a room with seventy other really good friends talking about the hobby that we love. And the thing is, uh, David, as, as you know from your experience in the club, that this is a gathering of friends. This is, this is what we do. So we, we were looking for, for a venue um, that we could, we could spend more time together and widen the circle to invite friends that, that really mean the world to us, that we can share this thing that we've been gifted with. So I, I just want to thank each and every one of you that have traveled so far to be here today because it's a testament to the friendships that you've made in, the, in this hobby. It really is. Because we're all the, per, the person sitting in front of a, a computer at one time thinking, I'm the only person that does this, or I can't talk to my friends about this. 
This is what we, what we all came out of. But we're here today. You're here with friends. Even if you don't know half the people in the room, like, like a lot of people said, there, there's welcoming people here. So it, it, just to conclude, we're, we're looking for more creative ways that we, could, we can host things like this because we've, we've been in people's homes to the point where um, we were rocking the walls at Paul Chu's house, and I look around and I go, this stuff is worth more than my car. I can't knock it over. And I'm, I'm worried... I'm, I'm worried because uh, I'm, you know, button heads up against this case right here. So, um, so if you have any ideas, let me know. Okay. Well, thank you all for, again, for listening to this. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Pete LaRose, who was the, the driving force to get me to, to come to events like this. And I'm just, I, I'm so thankful for your friendship. Um, but anyway, thank you for, the, for everyone who, who came up here and who shared uh, about this, this club. And uh, if you're listening to this and you're not here and you want to become a part of something really special, I would ask that you would just, just come out and just, just give it a try. So thank you again to, to everyone. Uh, thanks, David. That was really awesome. Uh, we're going to have uh, some more music here in a break. I think we have dinner coming out pretty soon, but take a look at the schedule. We'll see what's coming up next, and we'll uh, see. Uh, talk to you soon. Thanks. So that was the story of the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club. The rest of the weekend was one of the best times I've ever had as a collector. And I can't wait to see where the next one takes us. But the tale of the annual is one for another time. Maybe in the near future. I'd like to thank the people who participated in the podcast panel and truly made it a meaningful and fun celebration of our group. Tom Quinn, Jason Thomas, Sky Payne, Mike Boniface, Mike Ritter, Lauren Starkiller, Chris Riley, Michael Cooper, Ed Nagy, Fonz Napolitano, Ron Salvatore, and Tyler Fedigan. And a special thank you to Chris Porteous, who took the time to set up the audio for all of the panels, and who graciously recorded mine for this podcast episode. Lastly, I'd like to leave you with this. Oftentimes, we do not realize what kind of effect we can have on another person. Tom and Jason had no idea that a suggestion to start a local club would lead to deep, lasting friendships and meetups throughout the state and around the country or that hundreds of people would want to be a part of something that they built. I don't think Sky ever thought he'd be responsible for inspiring people to seek out the Empire State Club, or any of the state clubs in general, in response to the podcast he and Stephen Danley created almost a decade ago. Or that a simple trip to Fonz's house, or Ed's place, or Tyler's home would inspire others to begin hosting meetups in their own towns. That Mike Ritter's vision for a fuller group in which the friendships would surpass any of the highs that come with hunting and collecting Star Wars items would become a bigger reality than he ever imagined. Or that by showing up time after time, Lauren, Michael Cooper, and Mike Boniface would quietly become the positive representatives of the kindness in our group. I wonder if Ron ever considered the impact he would make with the knowledge and history he's shared in our hobby. And I know Chris hasn't had a moment yet to even ponder the powerful ripple effects of his decision to create the annual. And it goes beyond them. Each member of the Empire Club, in some way, has been responsible for a lot of wonderful memories thus far, for making the group what it's become, and for a podcast known as Star Wars, 
Prototypes and Production.